You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on the John DePietro Show. And good afternoon right now, 12.06 on this Friday. Good afternoon, one and all. Here I am, it is Juan. It's John DePietro. This portion of our program, folks, it's brought to you by J.K.L. Engineering. Listen, you want to be nice and comfortable in your home. J.K.L. Engineering, call them today, 401-351-7600. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, you can depend on J.K.L. Engineering. They'll reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market. And on top of that, Central Air is a game changer. You're going to be in your home. So why not be nice and comfortable? And with J.K.L. Engineering, remember, they'll keep you nice and warm in the wintertime and nice and cool in the summertime. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600 for J.K.L. Engineering. Well, folks, right now it's 12.07 on this Friday. Now, the Governor Mundo press briefing is now it's not happening until 2.30. And Mayor Policino, the Mayor Johnson, is going to join me coming up next hour. I want to say good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live. People are enjoying the broadcast. We're going with the uh, extra Facebook Live today. So if you're on Facebook, find my page at Sean DePietro Show. Some people ask me, how can I find this Facebook Live? Well, if you can find the Facebook page, uh, you can find Facebook Live. And we, uh, we're we very interactive at night with it. And then during the day, we use it as just another platform. Folks, I want to remind you, before we talk to our friend Terry Gorman, that uh, you can always listen online at DePietro.com. You, so there's different platforms, the way we describe it, you can listen. AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can listen. We're doing the program right now live on Facebook Live. You can also uh, listen at the website, petro.com Or if you have Alexa, just say Alexa, search WNRI or tune in radio app, simple radio app. You can always email me different ways that you listen. Folks, let's bring him on. He is our friend. We do a segment with him every Friday, the uh, head of Ryle which is Rhode Islanders for Immigration Enforcement, and it's our friend Terry Gorman. Good afternoon, Terry. Good afternoon, John. How, How are you ma- today? How are you making out, Terry? I'm doing fine. A little more frustration every day, but I'm doing fine. Yeah. Well, Terry, why don't we uh, start? Uh, why don't you, first of all, tell us something that uh, has you frustrated on this Friday? I have my own things, but I'd like to hear yours first. So there's two things that jump right out, John. One of them is the, the 100 employees infected at uh, Taylor Farms. Yes. And the second is something that I guess was in the journal today, but I heard it on a, another radio station. Uh, 80 employees at uh, Danielle Prejuk up in Johnston are, are infected. And oh. that, that's 600 employees in that, that total in that company. Wow, I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah. And, and John, just as an aside, Five years ago, maybe a little bit longer than that, we actually went through the parking lot of a temp agency on Hartford Avenue in Providence that was filling up vans and bringing them to that facility in Johnston. Wow. We turned it in, but nothing happened. Huh. And the, all, all of the people that were being transported were Latino. So I can't say they were all illegal aliens, but that was what we perceived that a lot of them were illegal aliens that were being transported at 7 o'clock in the morning and dropped back off again at 3.30 in the afternoon. Huh. Certainly yeah. sounds yeah. like an express of factory workers, of uh, yeah. Latinos. And, and Terry, yeah. let's be honest, in Rhode Island, 
you can't graduate one grade to the next. You really, you're not supposed to be able to get a high school diploma if, in fact, you can't speak English. So there's really not a lot of explanations of how someone could be a Rhode Island resident and unable to speak English. Right, exactly right, John. And and the, the temp agencies, the, you know, they're starting to police themselves now, but there are, there's, there's many of them that provide this help to everybody. And, you know, and the, the people that are using the temp agencies, they know full well that they're hiring illegal aliens. Yep. And the, the temp agencies are just sending them out, telling the employers that these people are legal immigrants and they have green cards. Huh. And, you know, it's just a, it's a, a, a crooked industry. And there's, there's one of them... Uh, Oh, I can't. The name escapes me right I'm now. Sorry. But but it, it, Dan Dan Yellow is the is the head of the company ANS. I think it is. Okay. Uh, they're the best, John. They're the best. I think they're one of only two two temp agencies in the state of Rhode Island that use E-Verify for their employees. Hmm. None of the rest of them use E-Verify. So what does yeah. that, what does that tell you? But this this is it's it's really getting out of hand, John. That you know that they, I mean, a hundred employees at Taylor Farms now, eighty at uh, Danielle Kajou. Yep. Uh, this a, a minister talked talked it called in early the other day to a talk show, and he said there was a company in Smithfield. This is a Hispanic minister now with a very thick accent. Yep. Uh, a company in Smithfield that had 50 employees infected. Wow. And what they did was they, they closed down the section of the factory that where they worked, the, the people that were infected. They sanitized it, and then they sent people back in there again. Oh, now, boy. that's a Hispanic minister calling up saying that. Yeah. Now, but what what company is that? You know, what, why isn't somebody going and looking at that? You're right. You know, the, and, and my... Uh, in my humble opinion, th- it's just a coincidence that Honeywell in Smithfield, a very huge company, yep. says that they hired 500 people to work in the factories here and in one other state. 500 people. Where did they find those 500 people, John? Good point. Good you know, point. 500, 500 people. Yeah. And, you know, it makes no sense. An- another former... Uh, I won't say high ranking, but he's a, a, a former mayor sent me an email and said there's 400, 400 Latinos working in a company called Tiffany's in Cumberland, Rhode Island. Yep. And more and more cases are being found out every day and it's not reported anywhere. Huh. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about that. No, no. There's a lot of things that, that we don't hear. Yeah. About. We, hey, we, hey we, Terry, we, let me play for you. This is uh, yesterday's press briefing uh, at the Rhode Island State House. Now, keep in mind, this is carried by, we carry it on the radio on my show. Other radio stations do, but it car- for free on uh, local television. See if you notice anything. Ya vamos a echar las manos para arriba, pero tienen que seguir aprendiendo. Es sumamente importante. Y yo sé que es difícil. Nosotros todos sabemos que es difícil. La gobernadora acaba de decir que ella tiene niños en la casa y sabe que es difícil trabajar y ayudarlo y apoyarlo. Nosotros... Now, that is uh, when the education commissioner got up, but this also stood out to me. If you go online to Capital TV, if you're just trying to follow it along on Capital TV, TV, 
they have a Spanish person speaking when the governor is speaking in English, and it sounds like this. So the governor is basically drowned out, Terry. And Terry, the thing about this that stands out to me and has other people, members of the media, by the way, that are somewhat intimidated by this governor with the power she has. But but uh, the governor said they're going to start to spend money on Latino radio stations and television stations. Terry, they're not even carrying the briefings each day. I, I know, John. I know. And I said like three or four days ago, where the hell is the Latino leadership? This was like three days ago. Where the hell is the Latino leadership when it comes to all of this coronavirus stuff yeah. and, what, and what's going on? Why aren't? Why aren't they on the radio? Why, why aren't they every, every single radio, Hispanic radio station there is? Every day, all day long. You know, Pablo Rodriguez, Juan Garcia, all those you know, the, well, in the In the, in the <laughs> Globe this morning, there's a big picture of Secretary of State Nelly Gorbia in the article for Med Fitzpatrick. Latino leaders call for addressing inequalities behind coronavirus disproportionate impact Rhode Island. You have her, you have uh, Mayor... Um, Mayor Diosa of Central Falls, you have Mayor Alorza, Sabina Matos. Terry, nowhere in the article by Ed Fitzpatrick, who, listen, I, I've known him a long time. He's a huge liberal, hates the president. Nowhere does he mention in the story now. Now, this is supposed to be a news article that you're supposed to give accurate facts. Nowhere does he point out that the Latino radio and television stations are not even carrying the briefings. They have, Terry, they have every other fact this whole business of it's inequality, it's uh, bigoted, it's disproportionate, there's something wrong in Rhode Island, all these Latinos have it. Terry, what you need to understand other people, when Channel 10, when they carry Governor Mundo press briefing, that's for free, right? They're giving her the airways for free. Channel 12 for free. I give it to her for free. And they're going to pay to get the message out on the Latino stations, Terry. Yeah, I, I know, John. But that just that tells you where we're at, John. That yeah. tells you where we're at. That right now, if you were an alien from outer space looking into Rhode Island, you would think that the most important people in the state of Rhode Island are Latinos and illegal aliens. That's right. Because everything is being geared towards them. That's right. It's just, it, it, I, I don't know how much more we can do, John. You know, the Latino community, there's a large portion of the Latino community that's absolutely great people. But there's a really other portion of it that doesn't care, doesn't comply with the DOH protocols. They go about their business every day like nothing's the matter. You can go to, to different places. I can show you exactly... Uh, maybe five places I could take you to where there are still crowds of Latinos gathering and all laughing and fooling and standing on the street corner. And, I mean, does, does that indicative that they want to do something with the, you know, about the virus? Right. I, I personally, I put on several times on Facebook that I think that they should be basically be ashamed of themselves that they're not only infecting us, but they're infecting all the people from their own community that they live in, in these apartments where there's, you know and I know, 20 people living in an apartment, right. 20 men living in a basement yep. with a with a five-gallon bucket to, to use for the toilet. And, and, you know, and getting up and they, they take turns going to, to work 12-hour shifts in different places every day. Wow. And it, it, 
just keeps going on. Do you remember, John, when, when this is, what, how, six years ago, with the, the chickens and the goats running around? Yes. <laughs> yes, of course I remember. I what saw it with my own eyes. I couldn't believe it. I know. What do people think? Yeah. John, listen to this. This is, this show, to me, this shows you how much, how much they, not, I shouldn't say how much they care, how much they pay attention, I guess. But I personally went yesterday to the testing site in Providence at that uh, oh, yeah. school. Yeah, what's the name of that school? Is that Bailey School or something? Bailey, yeah, yeah. Daniel, okay. yeah. Daniel Robert Bailey. Ba- Robert Bailey Elementary. Okay, sure. Two very cordial police officers standing there and, you know, allowing people to drive in if they yeah. wanted to, I guess. Yep. But they, they were really, really nice. And I asked how many, where, where are all the customers? And one of them just rolled his eyes. You know, like, the, where are all the customers? There's no customers here. Oh, my God. No, no, the staff and two Providence police officers and no one else. Huh. I, I, I mean, does it make sense that, that we're, we're going overboard yeah. to provide them? With, with, they're telling them on the radio or they're tell, uh, uh, on TV in the governor's conference that don't worry about it. There's going to be no enforcement there. You just come. If you're sick, you come and you get tested and guaranteeing that nothing's going to happen if you're an illegal alien. And they still don't show up. And, and meanwhile, Alorza, he wants to close streets to traffic, but he still has the parks closed. And Terry, I also like in New York City, Mayor de Blasio said, take pictures if you see some of your neighbors not following the guidelines, breaking the law. And what did he get? All these people were taking pictures of illegals in New York City and sending it to him. Yeah, yeah, they were sending them porno pictures yeah. and all that stuff. Now, I want to go through. Here are the new numbers right now, folks. It's 1220. Rhode Island surpasses 200 deaths. This was just released. 13 new deaths, 437 new positive cases. So for a total of almost 7,000 positive. 267 hospitalized, same as yesterday. 77 are now in the ICU, was 72 yesterday. 48 on ventilators was 45. So a slight uptick. But Terry, the, the real part of this that they have to watch, and that is the fact that the um, it's really the hospitalizations in the ICU. Because many people that are testing positive, Terry Gorman, they're not showing any... Uh, they're asymptomatic. They're not showing any symptoms of it. So people are saying how many people are dying and then how many people are testing positive. The real number to watch is the hospitalizations because it's we run into problems if the hospitals get overwhelmed. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yep, exactly right, John. Again, again, it goes to the, the people don't, uh, don't pay attention. And I, I don't want to say this, but maybe I don't think they care. I think you're right. It's going about about their daily lives, and they don't. It doesn't make a bit of difference to them. Hey, Terry, let me just play for you. This is that Michigan governor who's ridiculous with her power, Governor Whitmer. Listen to this. The powers of the executive office are incredibly important, especially in times of crisis where lives are on the line. And um, I don't know that I've got much more to say on that. Hold on, Terry. She she says she's not going to sign any bill that takes any type of power away from her, that Governor With Michigan. regard to any of the, the blatantly political conversations about taking executive power away from my office, I'm just going to reiterate, for I don't know how many, the upteenth time, I'm not going to sign any bill that takes authority away from me or from any future governor. 
Terry, is that amazing? She, her, her rules. How about people protesting? She said, as a result of the protesters, when we're going to extend the stay-at-home order. That Michigan is completely out of control right now. Yeah, they, they, they should have a revolt in Michigan. They now. are, a, yes. A, a complete revolt. Ridiculous. What, what a lot of people, what, what do you think about <laughs> what uh, Mitch McConnell said about the New England states? That, that they should all probably just go bankrupt. Bankruptcy. Said Rhode Island should just, we're not going to bail out all these public employee union with their ridiculous pension packages. Yes. Yeah. And, and John, if, if you look at Rhode Island, a prime example, they could po- they, we could be the poster child yes, for all of that stuff. That's right. The poster child. Like, like a long time ago, I said we were the petri dish yes. for enforcement of illegal immigration. Yep. If we enforce the laws, current laws that are already on the books, no new things or anything. If we enforce those laws, we take care of the take care of the situation ourselves, without any without any question in my mind that if if we said if we said that on this is April on June first, two thousand and twenty, Rhode Island is no longer going to provide interpretive services for any language. Wow! Do you know, John? What would happen? But they, those people would be scrambling yes. to babble or one of those places yep. to find to, to learn to speak English. That's right. Here, here in Rhode Island, we're telling them every day you don't need to learn to speak English. Yeah. We'll take care of you. Don't don't That's bother. Right. And we're exacerbating our own problem, John. And Terry, something we have to, and again, folks, good afternoon. Right now it's 1223 on this Friday. It's John DePietro, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at DePietro.com. With me, Terry Gorman of Ryle. It's our weekly segment regarding the illegals in our area. Terry, another thing to watch out for is uh, I heard from someone in law enforcement, the huge number of um, new illegals in, new, in the New York area that are fleeing New York. Now, everyone, Ramundo is focused on these people down in the summer homes of Watch Hill and Narragansett and Newport. Yeah. But he said the real danger, he said you can't imagine the number, if you go to the bus station in Providence, the number of illegals. Now, they're fleeing New York and they're, as you know, they're looking at the different closest states that offer very extensive welfare programs. And Terry, guess which state comes up number one on the list? Yeah, Rhode Island. Rhode Island does. So another area, another area. I just I cut this out of the paper uh, yesterday. It's Chelsea, Massachusetts. That's only across the river from Boston. How far away is that? That's right. And and, and the similarities with Chelsea and Providence are are, are staggering. Oh, it is. Yeah, Chelsea is sixty percent Latino, and. According to this article, Providence is sixty-four percent Latino. Hmm. According, according to the, the different publications, yep. and the article is what it's, it spells out, John, exactly what's wrong with us and our bleeding heart liberals. Yeah. This one little thing: many residents are living in the U.S. illegally in crowded homes, yep. crowded housing, where it's impossible to remain isolated. Many are still relying on public transportation to get to and from essential jobs at grocery stores, food manufacturing plants, while others, like restaurant workers, have seen their jobs evaporate. Yep. Uh, every way you look, they're telling us exactly what's going on. And when we look here, and they, nobody can deny this, that the nursing homes, the assisted living facilities, even 
even the hospitals, the construction industry, the restaurants. Like I, I said this the other day, look through the window when you go to a restaurant, but at even, even the to-go stuff, look through the window into the kitchen and see how, how far apart those people are that are working there. That's right. And see, see how many of them are Latinos that are, that are working there now. Yeah. You know, it, it's, uh, it's as obvious as the nose on your face and Gina Raimondo and all the powers that be in Rhode Island want us to look at the back of their heads, not the face. Well, and Terry, another situation before I let you go. And again, folks, good afternoon. It's Sean Petro with us. is Terry Gorman. But Terry, uh, for Governor Amundo to say anyone 60 or older, you may follow new guidelines. 60 or older. I'm not sure I'm going to let you out. And Terry, my inbox flooded. Yet at the same time, they're saying if you're an illegal, if you go to a testing site, you don't have to provide any information. Don't be frightened. You can go. You're going to see National Guard people there, uh, official-looking people. They're not immigration people. So you could have citizens that are 60 and older that have to stay at home, can't go back to work, can't leave the house after May 8th, and illegal aliens are free to roam around, get tested, and go about their merry way. You're absolutely right, John. Right? If I, yes. if, I see a, if I see a Department of Transportation truck parked in front of my house with fencing on it, they'll be held to pay. Yeah. They, they, you know, John, everybody knows I'm, I'm 80 years old. I didn't know that, Terry. Wow. You're in great shape. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. I, you know, I go out to the stores now. I wear a mask. I do, I do yeah. what they tell me to do. Right. You know, I, I, is she going to tell me that I can't go out of my house? You know, it's bad enough that, you know, my my wife stays in the house. We, we, she rarely goes out with me. Sure. You know, because I'm, I'm yeah. afraid she might be more susceptible than yeah. I, would be, I am to right. some, some of the stuff. Yeah. But uh, are we going to have to live our lives like in a cave here? And what are they going to do it? You know, when I run out of food, if I have to stay in the house, are they going to are they going to bring food to my house? They'll probably, they'll probably have illegal aliens deliver the food to my house. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. I don't know. Yeah, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's out of hand. It's totally out of hand. And yep. I don't know why why the public isn't up in arms about it. It's just as obvious as the nose on your face. You know, Terry, a couple of things. They are on. frightened. Uh, I'll also say the way the media, Governor Armando, runs these briefings, it's very frustrating for the press. She holds all the power. You see the other briefings. I asked it on April 1st. Hummel asked it yesterday. Cuomo, New Jersey, the White House, they all of the media, they don't. Terry, I heard from a Providence police officer. They uh, got called to a domestic dispute. It was on May, um, right off of Chalkstone Avenue. I won't give the exact street. But in one of those triple-deckers, they uh, Now, they had to put on the protective gear. There were 14 Guatemalans, 14, living on a three-bedroom apartment on the first floor. They had 12 Guatemalans living on the second floor. And they had 17 Guatemalans living in a two-bedroom apartment on the third floor. Terry, think of all those people. None of them speak English. And they all... He said, you can't believe the amount of food they had in there, right from the food pantries. Uh, they're not working. They all have cell phones. They all have EBT cards. Terry, they're draining a lot of the resources that should be going to people in Rhode Island. 100% on the money, John. Yeah. And unfortunately, I, I don't like saying this, but I have to say it. 
I told you so. Yes. I, I, I reported firefighters telling me about 20 people living in a basement, like I just said a little while That's ago. That's right, with the with bucket five, in the corner. With a five-gallon pan for their, ah. for their toilet facility. Oh, my goodness. But, you know, it, and that's a long time ago. Yeah, I put out a, I put something out, John, and, and this is indicative of what the situation is today too. I put a, a thing out, a poster, like five thousand of them. It said, "Help wanted: nurses, police officers, emergency room doctors, uh, firefighters, teachers. Please call." And we gave the Ryle number, and and explain. The abuses that you see on a daily basis. Yep. I was inundated with phone calls. Wow. Inundated. Huh. And John, not one person that called me, and this went on for like three weeks, hmm. not one person that called me was willing to come out in public no. and say what those abuses were. Right. And that was, that was teachers, nurses, doctors. I know. You wouldn't believe the people yeah. that called. Terry, I'm going to leave it there. Folks, he's Terry Corman. Terry, hi to Pat. You guys stay safe, and we'll talk to you again. Thank you very much, John. Thanks All right, folks, there is our friend Terry Gorman. He is just uh, terrific. Obviously, uh, I'm a big fan of Terry. Now, we have another guest that's going to be uh, joining us coming up in uh, just a little bit. Uh, this business where Governor Mundo, they want to try to declare gun shops unconstitutional. Um, we have a, an expert on that that's going to explain to us. Uh, Tom Kubik of um, Secure Tactical who's the largest supplier of weapon storage in the U.S. military. He's Tom's going to join us uh, coming up in just a little bit. And then uh, Mayor Joe Policina is going to join me coming up. But that uh, police officer in Providence telling me the number of illegals. And by the way, that's more than five people in a unit. Uh, <clears throat> he said the stench of smell. They had a full room set up. All they had raided these food pantries. And, uh, and no one is even checking on that. And that, to me, that is that is complete abuse. And that those food, the food that is going there, that should be going to Americans. That should be going to you. That should be going to people in need, not illegals. All right, it's John DePietro. Hey, folks, um, uh, Tom's going to join us coming up. For those now, if you're a gun owner, if you are, own firearms, uh, listen to coming up. Because, Tom, this business that you're going to start to see, and Rhode Island's on their radar, one of the states that they want to start to say that gun shops uh, that guns are unconstitutional. It's, it's unconstitutional to say they're not essential. We're going to carry that. Now, Governor Mundo, I, I, I don't want to give anyone false information. She hasn't mentioned that. She has not mentioned uh, that they're not essential. But it is something we have to monitor, folks. We have to monitor it. I want to remind you about MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. MEGA, M-E-G-A, Truck and Trailer Repair. Now, you run a business. You can't afford to have problems right now commercial trailers diesel equipment free estimates by the way fhwa inspections or an island state inspection station trailer pickup and delivery 24-hour mobile service abs repairs breaks doors listen if it's on a trailer they can fix it mega mega truck and trailer repair call them today 508 508- 336-2110-508-336-2110, Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. We're going to talk to Tom coming up. Mayor Policino, the Mayor Johnson, is going to join me coming up at 1. Governor Mundo, her press briefing is not until 2.30, so we're staying right here with you. It's the John DePietro Show. Remember, you can always listen online at dipietro.com. 
Go to the website and see stories you can't see anywhere else. A lot more ahead on the John DePietro Show. Hi, I'm Steve, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in stall lines waiting to get in to buy more bottled water. And they didn't have to scramble to get it when all this started. They're enjoying all the safe, clean water they want all year long. They're drinking it, cooking with it, bathing in it, doing everything in it except searching for it, rationing it, and now waiting in lines. As this crisis further restricts your freedoms and choices and store shelves empty, I hope you now realize how important it is to take control over your own water quality like thousands of my customers already have. Because when this crisis is over... Your bad water quality won't be, right. and neither will your bottled water dependency. Right. So ask yourself, do you think you're finally worth making a one-time investment for a lifetime of clean, safe water? If so, call my company. Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400. Water Filter Company, a Rhode Island family business since 1986. Water Filter Company, 294-2400. Because is it really worth going through all this? Folks, the answer is no. Call Steve today. He is so knowledgeable. A real Rhode Island success story. Give them a call, 294-2400. Listen, call for a free consultation. And everybody, good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live. Let me see a thumbs up. You're enjoying our uh, extended coverage of the pandemic. Uh, someone type that into the comment, 294-2400, 294-2400, water filter company. Call at least call and get a free con- oops, get a free consultation. Water filter company two nine four twenty four hundred two nine. I'm going to type it in two nine four twenty four hundred. Water filter company. Water filter folks. And and I'm asking you right now, company, call them and at least get a free consultation. Call them. There it is. Uh, and send. There we go. 294-2400. There's Dr. Lisa. Hi there, Jonah. Uh, Second Amendment. That's coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, it, it's it's amazing. That's right, Joyce. It is crazy. But folks, call, <clears throat> excuse me, call them. 294-2400. Water Filter Company. So Tom is going to join us coming up. Again, if you're a big Second Amendment supporter the way I am, uh, it is so important. And I, I get nervous. Nervous isn't the right word. We need to be on guard. We need to be extra vigilant. This is not an easy time. There's so much power with these governors. I, I would argue I think a lot of them, they're um, an excuse expression, but I do. I think a lot of them are like that governor of Michigan. They're getting a little drunk on power. You're starting to see they push it because there's no, there's no pushback. Uh, as much as I'm not a big fan of the General Assembly, we do need all areas, functions of government operating right now. This is it was, The system was never designed for the governor, basically unaccountable power. And you can you can really see it at those press briefings. I hope it wasn't lost on people. Uh, this is the progressive dream that's going on. If you haven't visited DePetro.com, folks, we have some stories. I'm going to do, do a new one coming up. But I think the Rhode Island media, it's, it's very difficult because no one wants to push back, but we need answers. Hey, folks, I want to remind you, though. Now, listen, if you're a business owner, this can be a difficult time to find the type of workers you need, right? That's why call MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. Now, what do they help you with? Well, if you need work, if you need drivers, workers, certified help, part-time, 
full-time weekend work. You're trying to keep everything together. You don't have time to screen everyone you have to. Let MEGA professionals help you. Now, they have warehouse workers, mechanics, uh, skilled, labor, office professionals, healthcare professionals, MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. You're trying to keep everything afloat. And I can imagine you don't want to waste time going through resumes, let alone the interviewing of people with the masks. Why not instead let MEGA professionals screen them all out for you? 508-336-7801 for MEGA professionals. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DiPietro. So the Governor Amundo press briefing is now. It's 2.30 today. I feel, by the way, I feel terrible that the uh, they've canceled the 2020 spring sports season. I, I just don't see how they have a choice. But I want you to know, I'm one of those people that I think uh, businesses, they should start to open up the economy and let businesses practice social distancing safety on the, let them do it. They know the guidelines. They know the protocols. If you're a business owner, I think they should start to allow you to be open. How about Lysol now is warning people. Uh, I think the president kind of misspoke last night. I don't think, um, like I said earlier, I I think uh, President Trump, this has been overwhelming. One person said it's like being hit by a meteor for crying out loud. The president um, could certainly use some time off, I would say. But I I think it's, um, it's unfair. He's becoming a little bit of a punching bag. That poll that came out. Governor Mundo is an 85% approval rating. That, that poll by the Hassenfeld Institute in uh, Bryant, uh, run by Gary Sass, I think that was um, I, I think that was an unfair poll. I don't think it's it's accurate, but I think the president. I would like to see it would, nothing would make me happier than President Trump to learn that he either went golfing or went to Camp David. You can't have a president who just becomes a prisoner, basically inside. The White House. It's there's nothing good. We saw that during um, we saw that during with President Carter with the Iranian crisis situation. Now Providence is planning street closures so people can spread out. I can't believe the amount of construction I'm seeing out there. Now part of it is listen, there's not a lot of people on the road that should do it, but does this make any sense? Alorza, the parks are closed. Uh, Blackstone Boulevard and in, in, uh, Providence, Blackstone Boulevard, you can't walk down the middle of it. And instead, now they're going to start closing streets. That just means kids and families and neighborhoods, they're all going to gather outside. Here's the story from uh, from Channel 12. Again, City of Providence looking into closing some streets to cars to make roads uh, more walking or cycling friendly. As Eyewitness reporter Alexander Leslie explains, similar ideas being proposed or implemented in cities across the country. This is already happening in Oakland, California. The city implemented its Slow Streets initiative, closing 74 miles or 10% of its streets off to cars. The goal to get people outdoors with enough space to social distance. Signs like this in Oakland are popping up to discourage drivers from using what it calls slow streets. All existing and proposed neighborhood bike routes are now closed to through traffic so people can walk or cycle. But city leaders say the new initiative is not an invitation to congregate. This is being implemented basically so people can space out the social distance as they're going to the grocery stores and they're also going to work. New York City Councilors also proposed a similar idea this week. And closer to home, the city of Providence is in the planning stages of its own proposal. A Department of Public Works request is 
asking to tack on money to an existing contract with a traffic signage company. The money would go towards traffic control devices and signs to close streets and public spaces related to COVID-19 to ensure social distancing. Providence Mayor Jorge Alorza's communications director tells us specifics are still being worked out, but possibilities would include changing streets to one way or adding close to through traffic and pedestrian signs. Roads would not be totally blocked so local traffic or emergency vehicles can get through. Next week, the Board of Contract Supply will consider the funding request for the street closures. The DPW is asking for $15,000 to do so. I'm Alexandra Leslie. You know, the only thing about that, again, folks, uh, actually, let's take, um, we're going to, uh, folks, let's welcome to the program. And this is Tom. Tom, is it uh, Kubiak? Is that, I, I want to make sure I pronounce your last name correctly. It's Kubinik. Kubinik. K-O-O-B-I-N-I-C-K. Kubinik. Kubinik. And, and, and Tom, your company, tell us a little bit about the organization that you represent. Um, I'm the CEO and founder of Securit. Um, we're the largest builder of military armories um, globally. That's our core business. And then we're in the consumer market now for the last three years bringing um, military mindset to consumer gun storage, which equates to lightweight, modular, easy to use, fast access gun safes. And uh, Tom, just touch on, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on, you do have some very progressive socialists, uh, the liberal sect that are starting to question, oh, you don't need to have gun stores open. They're not an essential business. Correct. I mean, and that's just a, a, a push to limit gun ownership. If you're going to say that, then why are liquor stores open? Far more crimes are committed under alcohol. And there's been a big drop in gun violence as gun ownership has increased. The yeah. argument for safety doesn't make sense. The stores can easily be easily be run very, you know, very safely with social distancing and the basic practices of you know of how we all live now. And there's the Second Amendment says the right shall not be infringed on. It was written that way for a reason. It's not that you have the right; it's that the government can't infringe on it. You know, Tom, here in uh, the Rhode Island area, uh, the governor said, well, there's been a big backlog on people that are applying for, you know, licenses. So we're going to make it a 30-day waiting period. Now, from what I understand, when this pandemic started, there was an initial surge. But from what I've heard, it has dropped down. And this is a situation where the governor now should go back to what had been, I believe, a seven-day waiting period. There's no reason to keep it at 30 days. Right, that's the Rahm Emanuel, don't let a good crisis go to waste. Yep. He believed, you know, when people are forced to change, you can try to make them change a lot more than they wanted to. That's right. You know, Tom, also, uh, I've heard from many members of law enforcement, the amount of crime is down significantly because a huge part, the one number and element of crime in a lot of the cities in the Rhode Island, Massachusetts area, as you can imagine, is breaking and entering. And with everyone home, you don't have that. But at the same time, they've even heard from certain criminals and people they've arrested that that they have a fear that not only is someone home, but they could be home and they could have a firearm there. Absolutely. It, it, it absolutely works. We have as a country, as a developed country the lowest rate of home invasions if you look at europe look at non-armed populations they have a much higher rate of violent crime non-gun related yeah but bad guys in groups do all sorts of things because nobody's gonna stop them that's right i know of the um 
Providence, Providence, Rhode Island, which is heavy crime, sometimes a, a yes. store owner and he's also a homeowner. But he uh, he's a, a big Second Amendment person. He's uh, proud. He's been a uh, owner of firearms and uh, firearm safety for a long time. He has a sticker from Smith and Wesson that he just puts uh, in his outside window facing the street on both his house and business and said it builds in a deterrent. That uh, a lot Absolutely. of people might think twice about going in, Tom, because they feel he's sitting there. By, he does. But just that that signature, that sticker decal alone sends a message. You know what? When it comes to safety like that, and you hate to say it, but all you got to do is not be the easiest target. Because bad guys, aren't look, they're not looking for a fight. They're right. looking for the easiest path. All you got to do, I mean, all you got to do is not be the slowest guy in the race. You don't have to win. You know, that is an excellent point, and that's something I personally experienced. When I, I moved to New York City in 1990, and I remember in the very beginning when I first moved there, uh, I had to wear eyeglasses. And uh, a friend of mine uh, whose brother was a police officer said, don't tell them, don't wear glasses on the subway because then you seem as an easier target. They view you as if they knock your glasses off, you become disoriented. So try to wear contacts. And it's exactly, you know, that's a great point, Tom, just not being an yeah. easy target. What's your reaction to it? There was a great video that showed the brazenness. It was uh, down south where there were three thugs and they were looking around. And then they attempted to do, they literally kicked the door open on a home invasion. The owner not only was home, he shot one of them and chase the three of them out by firing at them but that's how brazen they became it's yeah i, I don't know what drives that you know it's, when things really get crazy I, I was very close to the uh los angeles the big earthquake the northridge quake i lived right in, less than a mile from the epicenter and it oh was wow great. it was a mess and i found that just the opposite of this whole breakdown society people tend to pull together i think in general in my, I live in a small town where right now we're all we're all shopping for our senior neighbors. We're all everybody's doing stuff to help each other, but you've always got this element of you know they, they just don't have respect for the very most the most basic part of our society of being decent to each other. They don't have any respect for that. And the only thing that's going to stop those guys is somebody with a firearm. Whether you wait for the police to get there or you stop it yourself. You're exactly right. Tom, was, uh, folks, we're speaking with Tom Kubiak. And again, Tom, it's the, the name of the company. Uh, is it It's something tactical? Secret? It's secure. It's secure. Secure, secure tactical. tactical. Okay. Yes. Now, how can people uh, either get in touch with you or learn more? Uh, you're certainly considered an expert on this. Um, and and I'll, I'll share with you, you know, Tom, you're also exactly right that I'm hearing more and more from people. Let, let's face it, what, what we are going through, and I love hearing a story like that of people shopping for their elderly neighbors trying to help them. But at the same time, in the news, we're seeing stories of, you know, masked man robbed a liquor store. Or there are people, let's face it, if, if you have three guys walking into a store with masks, I would be fearful being the clerk. You don't know. Are they friendly? Are they not friendly? Suddenly everyone's wearing a mask. Um, This is some criminals out there. They view the current situation similar to, you know, like a a Mad Max atmosphere, anarchy or that movie, The Purge. Um, We we do have some people among us that are going to look for, as you say, easy targets. It's unfortunate, but it is true. And the fact that our population is armed to the extent that they are, there, there is a dramatic drop. I mean, there's much less of this type of crime happening than would be happening if America was unarmed. Right. 
And um, what, what's your message also to our Second Amendment audience who certainly are fearful that their rights may be infringed upon should, uh, you know, more and more some people, and you see it a lot on social media, starting to question, why should gun stores be open? People don't need to be buying guns during this. I would argue, you know, the law enforcement people that I talk to, Tom, they say it's the opposite, that the crime, if, if, if people thought that someone was home and had a weapon there, you'd see home invasions drop by 90%. Absolutely. Again, the bad guy's not looking for a fight. They're looking for the easy target. And the the statement that we need to close gun stores now, well, if you're going to do that, why why would you leave liquor stores open? Right. Far more crime is committed under alcohol. And as gun ownership has increased in America, gun homicides have dropped. I mean, That's over right. 11 years, a 39% drop in homicides. Yep. Again. So, Go ahead, uh, Tom Kubiak. Tom, great to talk to you. And if anyone wants to read more, or uh, is there any way you have a website, Facebook page, anything like that? It's uh, securegunstorage.com. If you Google secure it, we've got a lot of articles on on, uh, how to basically set up your home as a defendable fortress. Um, How you store guns directly affects your ability to defend yourself. There's a lot of information on our website. And just for those listening, spell secure it. It's, it's secure and it. S E C U R E I T. It's secure it tactical. Secure it. Uh, Tom, great to talk to you. We'll talk to you again. Well, thank you very much. All right, folks, there he is, Tom Kubiak, again, right here on the John DePietro Show. Folks, right now, it's 1251. Now, next hour, good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live. Uh, coming up next hour, we are going to speak with the Mayor Johnson, Mayor Joe Policina. This portion of our program is brought by Johnson Propane. Now, he, the Johnson Propane, folks, more people are grilling outside. More people are saying you want to make sure that you have enough propane to get you through this crisis. Let me tell you about Johnson Propane. They never run out. 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. You can call them at 401-621-8129. 401-621-8129. Johnson Propane. Now, they're open seven days a week. Credit card, propane tanks and supplies. They'll fill your tank. They never run out. I have seen some places we have no propane. They're not getting it. Johnson Propane. Credit cards accepted. 904 Manton Avenue, right in front of Stop and Shop. People know about Johnson Propane. And not only that, proud Trump supporter as well. There's the uh, owner of Johnson Propane. I love it. Stop in and see him. Uh, They are terrific. But this is the place they never run out of propane. Get your tanks filled up right now. Fill of Johnson Propane. Phil Johnson, they always have it. 401-621-8129. 401-621-8129. Phil Johnson of Johnson Propane. Well, folks, right now it's uh, 1252. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live. It is John DePietro. So Mayor Joe Palacina is going to join me coming up at 1 o'clock. Uh, only because I'd be anxious to hear what he's hearing. I think he is one of those uh, common sense individuals. I'd like to hear what he thinks regarding um, some of the businesses and businesses that should slowly start to reopen. I can tell you the media um, is certainly going to be watching the situation in the state of Georgia. And for the people of Georgia, I, I hope it does go well. And I like the business that are saying, you know, we're going to reopen. 
but we're just going to do it in a in with new protocol in a safe manner and and it's that's what it's really all about i think this is all about making you feel safe when you enter a store because listen it is alarming it is and it's very uh, disconcerting when you see all the different people you go somewhere and everyone is is wearing a mask it's it's problematic and so, but if stores can set up the distancing, we, we have to start to let businesses open up. They can do it effectively. People are in grocery stores, people in pharmacies. There are stores that are doing this. It's just a matter of setting it up in a way. And I think dentist's office, uh, it's all how they run it and make people feel safe and protected. Uh, dentist is a little tough because you have to open your mouth and therefore you don't have the mask. But the dentist's office could have some form of a testing. You know, um, I also want to mention on this Friday, and my condolences go out to the Bastini family. Anyone that knows, there's a nice picture of them. And I had the uh, privilege of getting to know Armin Bastini has passed away, the legendary coach. And I first, I had heard about him. And then I encountered him when uh, my daughter was playing against St. Pius in uh, the Catholic League. And Armin, who was this incredible coach, and there he was, and, and he was not a young guy, but there he was, such a gifted basketball player. And he gave so much to his players. And then I um, then got to know his daughter, who was uh, just fantastic, who was a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, basketball player, even went to Stanford. But Armin Bastini, and, and as a matter of fact, my daughter Kate was even then part of a camp that she ran, and they used to run it out of St. Raphael's Academy. Uh, but Armin Bastini has passed away, 89 years old. And, you know, I, um, I, this, they, there's a picture of him coaching in the Rhode Island School for the Deaf Gym, Gymnasium. And what's funny about that is it was not in 1998. It was, it was probably about 10 years ago. But my daughter, Kate, that's exactly where they played uh, St. Pius, was at that Rhode Island School for the Deaf Gymnasium. So, And then his daughter, um, Christina Bastini, is terrific, and they have the camp going, and uh, they are, it's just sad to see. And also, Coach Missoula and Johnston passed away. My God, what a legacy he lived, 61 years old. He was the coach at Johnston. His son is one of the coaches with the Celtics. Uh, 61 years old, he lost a battle with cancer. I feel terrible. So condolences to go out to both. It's uh, We did get gypped, folks. It's not your imagination. We did get gypped by not having a basketball season uh, for March Madness. But uh, there was just nothing they could do. Now we just don't know what's going to happen with the spring. How about this headline? Providence School Administration is facing non-renewals of contracts. Now, this is where you're going to start to see some pushback from the school district. So you have a number of people, Providence's new school superintendent, starting the process, reorganizing the district office, not renewing the contracts of certain senior administrators. Now, they're not teachers, they're administrators, and they work under a contract. Their contract is up and they're not renewing it. Now, I want to see if there's going to be pushback because of the whole Evergreen uh, provision. I'm also very anxious to see how these Providence school uh, union teacher negotiations go because they're not even in the classrooms anymore. It's all the distance learning. So I'm very anxious to uh, see how that goes. You saw that the uh, education commissioner Afonte Green, she was at that press briefing yesterday. 
Uh, she certainly has her work cut out for her in dealing with the Providence school teachers. That's going to have to be resolved over the course of the summer. But something that without question impedes her a little bit is the whole evergreen provision that Governor Mundo signed in. That's one of the problems with uh, what Governor Mundo signed in last year is that evergreen provision, which means the contract never ends. Now, folks, right now it's 1257. Good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live. Governor Mundo press briefing is coming up at 230. So we're going to stay right here. And the Mayor Johnson, Mayor Palacino, is going to join me coming up next hour. Uh, I want to remind you also about Soul Source Restoration, S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration. You've heard me talk about it. Mike Seepy, Corona's Virus Cleaning Disinfection Service for your home, for your business, for a school. They do nursing homes. Folks, they have the most high-tech equipment to attack the virus. It's sole source restoration. So um, right now, this is, uh, I believe, Mayor Policina. We're going to ask the mayor just to hold on just for a moment, and we're going to uh, come to the mayor. Bear with us, mayor. We're going to come to you, but we are going to be joined by uh, Mayor Policina coming up. But folks, sole source restoration, coronavirus cleaning disinfection service, call them at 401 401- 712-2700-401-712-2700, CDC approved, environmentally and pet friendly. They have the protective equipment. They have what is called the microthermal fogging and electrostatic spraying equipment. Folks, they're one of only six companies in the entire country that has it. Soul, S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration. Look for them on Facebook, their website is soulsourcerestoration.com. Soul Source Restoration, the post cleanup is the best. For coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service, the number one in New England, Soul Source Restoration, 401 712 2700. It's John DePietro, 1259. Here's what we're going to do we're going to break quickly, get a quick news update. At uh, 1 o'clock, the 1 o'clock news at 103. He's on the line waiting to talk to us. The Mayor Johnson, Mayor Joe Palacina, he's going to join us. The Raimondo press briefing is not until uh, 2, 2.30 today. So, folks, stay with us. It's John DePietro. A lot more ahead. The power hour is next. We're going to start off with uh, a true leader. He's leading his town through this pandemic, and it's Mayor Palacina. Stay with him right here on the John DePietro Show.